The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts... John and Steven. Thank you, it's Caffeinated Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. With me, as mostly always, is my co-host, Steven Brown. Now, um, there was a couple things we were going to talk about, but honestly, today, as is the industry's want, everybody puts their convention online now. Um, so we had CBS do it, we had DC do it, now we have Hasbro doing it. Uh, Hasbro did their Hasbro PulseCon today, which was about four, four, maybe five hours. I think six hours, actually. I'll just keep counting up. Um, yeah, just round up. There's about six hours of panels with reveals of every th- all figures, and uh, Marvel went a little nuts. Yeah, I was surprised at the amount of figures they announced, but do you think this is because, like, coronavirus maybe delayed stuff coming out so then they had all this like backlog and that's where all this is coming I, from. i think maybe this is definitely taking the place of san diego so we would have seen this stuff in july and it's mm-hmm. almost october so i right think, I, so I wouldn't think, you've seen stuff back in july and then later in the year anyway yeah so some of the release dates might be the same yeah because as we'll get into it some stuff they announced today is coming out in november so it's possible they would have showed it in july and it was coming out in november right but there was a uh, notice no movie stuff this time because there's no movies anymore. Yeah, Black Widow. That's another thing uh, we can wander into is Black Widow. It's officially delayed, yeah uh, until next year. Uh, so Marvel has basically an entire right. new schedule for all their movies going forward for the MCU. Uh, in addition to the announcement of a Nick Fury series on Disney Plus. Yeah, I, I only saw one source report that, so I wasn't going to get into it, but apparently Sam, Samuel Jackson's doing a Disney Plus show. I think The Mandalorian right. has changed a lot of expectations. Definitely. So Black Widow's coming out uh, May 7th, 2021. That's a she, whole year. A whole year pushback. Yeah. By she, the way, she by comes the way, out, uh, my, my office is pushed back to 2021. Oh yeah, I think everyone they, they just even like today, school you know. is gonna shut down. Yeah, you know, you're spoiler alert for the fall. Your kid's not gonna be in school in winter. I guarantee. I'm it. waiting for it because I'm shuttling them back and forth. They come out at eleven o'clock, yeah. um, and now you know they're they're with me on Thursdays and Fridays. So I'm like running back to make an eleven o'clock meeting while taking them. And then, by the way, I I'm not a terribly patient person, but I've realized what patience is by watching second grade teachers do a zoom call with 19 seven-year-olds. Oh yeah. I, it's unfathomable to me how I, it's unfathomable to, to watch. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's always one kid it. who has the feedback loop and it's just shrieking. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, we have to do like zoom calls for work. And if there's like five people on a zoom call, I'm just like, this is four people too many. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? It's like, there's this like unnecessary amount of people are in zoom meetings. I think. Yeah. I, I can't I imagine was, how teachers are doing this. <laughs> I was in a zoom meeting during the Marvel panel and I'm like, maybe I can just turn the sound off and leave, <laughs> leave YouTube in another window. And I'm listening to my meeting and then I'm like, arcade what the? right <laughs> so i don't know what was said to a lot of it because uh unfortunately i was going to post the video they pulled it down because it was a live broadcast it'll probably it'll probably be broken up i'm in sure it'll be uh, in a yeah week, they'll but, stick it up on yeah but as of right now right now we're looking at uh, marvelousnews.com which is a really good news site that reports on all marvel toys um, this is the first time I plugged it, so I think they deserve a plug because they live, basically live tweeted on their own site. So we're counting on them to kind of keep us grounded. Um, but we, they did put out all their um, San Diego exclusives in September. So I did order the Hellfire Club four pack that has Sebastian Shaw and Donald Pierce and the White Queen. And the black queen that you can switch your head from Celine to Jean Grey. There, there was no way I was missing that. So they didn't make that fat guy. 
no, they didn't make the guy's going to be a build a figure later. Harry I don't know. Newland. I don't know. I think it. Yeah, I think it depends on how well it sells. Because also they didn't do Mastermind, and Ma- Mastermind I think could sell on his own. Um, well, they should sell the two pack. One where he's in his little Hellfire getup, and one where he's just like the Tingler or whatever. You know, his little pervert getup. Yeah. Well, he had that long coat, and I noted. I just noticed that uh, they did that Old Man Logan and Hawkeye two pack. And I noticed yes. that Logan's wearing that coat, and I was like, oh, you could use that coat to make a mastermind, and then you could just put him in an X-Men set. And then I, I've been rereading Superior Foes of Spider-Man, because mm-hmm. I, I reread Superior Spider-Man last month, which holds up and it's great. So I was like, I'm going to finish up with Superior Foes. And I forgot um, what a big character the owl was. And, I, and last night I was reading it going like, they could use that coat for the owl. We could get an owl. Right. Yeah, it's like that's like that's how you know they get around to making this stuff. It's like the Hellfire Club. It's like they decide to make it where it's like two guys. It's the exact same body. They have different heads. You know, because right. basically make these a there's goofy basically, uniforms. There's a yeah. There's a male and female body in this set that they use twice, and they released this leaked in England. But I just ordered three of them. Uh, the the Hellfire Guard, which is like the perfect John Byrne stormtrooper. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, it just has like. They're just these guys. They're just in body suits with some lines on them, and they're wearing like a, an Iron Man mask. That's it. It's very strange. It's strange. And these guys are just it's like way in the club. Like when the club's like functioning, these guys just like walk around. This isn't just like security. These are like these are like like if you just went to the Hellfire Club as like a person, you'd see these guys. Yeah, it's so I, weird. I have mentioned this before, but I, I heard a rumor when I was I love this rumor. That the Hellfire Club is actually based on a sex club that Chris Claremont used to go to, and Chris Claremont is Harry Leland. He's the fat guy. Yeah. And um, all, everyone else is based on people he knew there. Now, since then, I've read reports that they were based on celebrities, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're they're clearly based on somebody. There's so some weird... too much. It's like, like if you look at like a mastermind, like there's too much detail. Right. It's just like there's just too much. They have to be a people. And there is just a weird S and M ness that runs through that whole club. Just the way that yeah, it's weird. To the point where I was shocked they did it on the Fox cartoon. I was astonished as a kid because I that's my first exposure to the Dark Phoenix is the oh really Fox cartoon. And I was like, wow, this is kind of crazy. And then when I read the comic, I realized how closely they adapted a lot of that stuff, obviously switching out, you know, depending on which characters that available. But yeah, they went for it. It's crazy. They, they really went for it. Yeah, Dark yeah. Phoenix Saga was the first trade paperback I ever read. Like, I was like, oh my God, there's eight comics in this one book? Yeah. But we are getting that. This is- Our club since, they always lean into like the cult reimagining them as like a cult like a demonic cult um, yeah ultimate x-men or whatever but sebastian shaw was a was a villain for a long time yeah well they're all cool characters that's what i like about when they do these guys like this because it's like these are like established characters they've been in the books for years they've changed you know over the time emma frost became an x-men sebastian shaw is now working with them in the new books he's like running their uh you know trade network throughout the world because they have this big nation but um, yeah, they're great characters, and they all have cool powers too. I always thought like uh, the one guy's a robot, so he's just like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, but, and like, then the I one can... guy has the gravity powers, and Sebastian Shaw can absorb the kinetic energy and do stuff. It's like they were neat characters. Yeah, I completely forgot that Donald Pierce ends up forming the Reavers, which are some of the shittiest X Men villains, and we've already got some in Marvel Legends. Yeah, he's a Reaver. Yeah. yeah, it was like all these cyborgs because it's, it's funny when you go through X-Men, it, you can see what what movies Chris Claremont was obsessed with at what time. Yeah, Because there's like there's like a whole year where they're fighting the brood and it's like, just like, dude, you're just you watching just saw Alien. Yeah, I'm like, you're watching Alien over and over again. And then the Reavers show up and it's like, now you're watching Mad Max. That's right. Hard. Well, that's the one thing I liked about Claremont's run and I haven't read all of it, but the majority of it I've read in that it's one kind of story. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like everyone changed kind of where they were at. You know, Magneto became a good guy. You, you know what I mean? It's like Mastermind went from a brotherhood of mutants goon to a hellfire goon. And Donald Pierce went from a hellfire guy to like this crazy Mad Max Reaver guy. It's like, then teamed up with Lady Deathstrike in Australia. It's like, 
these characters actually had like arcs. You know what I mean? It's like that's my that's my favorite thing about comic books is that uh, they when they're done right, they feel like one story that just never ends. Right. And it's why my I think my favorite book my favorite book is the Fantastic Four because when it's done well, it's incredible. But it's done w- well once a decade for about three or four years, and the rest yeah. of it's garbage. Yeah, it's rough. Um, so yeah, so I can't say that. But my favorite consistent long running title is Amazing Spider Man, and I always want to believe that it's like we're we're if this is just the biography of Peter Parker, and we see him when he's a teenager and he grows up. But then when you read it all, you're like, yeah, we're rebooting again. <laughs> yeah, we've already done this story with the lizard. Yep. Yeah, it's like uh, it's 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 hard to describe it, but it's like. It's like we want this like a magical thing and we want it given to us every month repeatedly, but it's like there's a finite amount of that stuff to give to us, but it's like they keep changing the delivery system or they tweaked it a little bit. It's like, uh, you know, there is an end to that sidewalk, I think, you know, I don't don't know where it is. Well, traditionally, the comic reading window was was five years. It was eight to 12. Right. And they said, I remember uh, an interview with DC and the Silver Age just said, they said, if you're going to repeat a story, repeat a story from five years ago because everyone who read that story stopped reading comic books right. until my fucking generation. Yeah. <laughs> that just you stayed and stayed and stayed and stayed. But getting back to the Hellfire Club, the Hellfire Club, I think, is the perfect idea for Pulse because these are characters that we've never gotten in anything. Um, Jesse Falcon, uh, I always love when Jesse Falcon's part of the panel because. Um, Jesse comes from the Upright Citizens Brigade and he's got a a strong background in comedy. So he's a great host and he's a great guy to like just throw out a joke in the middle. And they were like, when they show the Hellfire Club, they were like, the guard, they were like, so what do you think, Jesse? He's like, I think I tried to do this in 2005. So good. Yeah, that's awesome. So we've never been clamoring for it. Yeah. And Jesse goes back to the toy biz days. We've been, he's been wanting to put this out. So yeah. you can imagine like how long we've been waiting. It's funny because there, um, this reminds me of a list I made in the nineties with uh, with Toy Biz characters. I was like, here's all the characters I want to see Toy Biz make. And the problem I had was I was in college, and so I was putting a lot of characters down that were big in like the seventies and eighties. Right. And they weren't making any of those. They were making guys that had two comic appearances. Right. You remember Extreme? You remember Comcast? There was a no. guy named Comcast. I don't. And it's Ma- crazy that you wrote that down. <laughs> no, I didn't write that down. I saw him in KB all the time instead oh. instead of the Hellfire Club. Yeah, they made a lot of weird figures when I was a kid. Comcast was in Dude, the- Senyaka had an action figure. Do you Sen- know who Senyaka yeah. is? Yeah, he's one of the acolytes. They didn't make a single other acolyte. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Com- Comcast was in one issue of a Deadpool miniseries. Joe Matarira drew it. They made a figure of him. You never saw him again. Yeah. Sebastian well, Shaw, been waiting for right. Classic villain. Probably like, a, a, you know, in the, in the biggest X-Men story of all time. Yep. And, well, that was <laughs> what was so exciting. I, I loved this panel. Uh, Toy Fair, they... With Toy Fair actually happened because we hadn't shut down yet. Toy Fair, there was a lot of focus on uh, the Fox X-Men. And those are starting to come out now. They ha- um, I just ordered the Logan Xavier two-pack because I want action figures from the most depressing movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, you might as well make a Charlie Kaufman line of action figures. <laughs> right. <laughs> just sad people. Yeah. Um, but I'm so excited to get it. But they made a bunch of Hugh Jackmans. So... So this is the first time they're doing a lot of the comic stuff. And they, I feel like they are skewing classic this time. Yeah. I mean, uh, it seems like pretty much everybody they showed were in like their classic uniforms. I mean, classic, when we say that we're talking about like Thunderstrike, <laughs> do you yeah, know what I mean? Classic nineties. Like, right. It's classic nineties. It's not that long ago, but it's like, um, yeah, I mean, the Falcon was the one thing I was sl- slightly disappointed with because it's modern Falcon. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that, too. He looks great. He, he's yeah, got, he looks great. He's got Vulture's wings, and Vulture has pretty awesome wings. So 
Right. I'll get him. But yeah, Toy Biz did the classic, classic, the second costume. Because the first costume, he couldn't fly. He was just a guy. No, this is he like was a the guy modern... that owned a falcon. That, uh, that's why That's why he was the falcon. Because he owned a falcon. He, he was, was a falconer. You can... And he was like trapped on an island with like the Red Skull and a bunch of Nazis. <laughs> yes, but he could fight. And Captain America was like, yeah, come off the island with me. Yeah. But that, that would be like if I became a superhero and my superhero name was Elderly Cat. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly <laughs> I have that. an elderly cat. Yeah, but your cat have to be able to fight, you know? Yeah. Red Wing was my cat know, feisty. Oh, oh, my cat used to fight. But now he's 19. You know, he sleeps on the couch. Yeah, he sleeps. In- yeah. Uh, so let's get to the Avengers line because they pitched this originally. This is the first lineup they showed. It's coming out in November. And they were like, hey, we're going to do more video game figures. Um, which, by the way, we never got to it last week. You played the video game, didn't you? Yeah, the video game came out in like early September, and I I beat it. There yeah. wasn't much to it, but I'm still playing it. It's one of the, it's a lot like um, Destiny, where there's like weekly challenges where you basically oh, really? replay some of the levels, and they have certain goals you have to achieve. And uh, it's there's it's it's um. I don't know that I'd recommend it. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. I, it's a very hard game to talk about. It's like, I'm having a lot of fun playing it because I, you get to run around as all the different Avengers and just smash a bunch of robots. But if you don't like just running around and smashing robots, this probably isn't like the game for you. Uh, I don't think a- there's a lot to it. I guess there's more coming. They've announced like download content for the next couple months. So like next month, Kate Bishop, Hawkeye is going to be playable and there's going to be a story with her with new content. And then a month after that, November, Hawkeye is supposed to show up like Clint Barton Hawkeye with new content and he's going to be playable. And then next year, they're supposed to give a Spider-Man and Black Panther. It's like there are supposed to be adding to the game. It just seemed like they released a game that's very basic. like basic. Yeah, it's, there's not much to it. It's like there's three, you fight three named villains in the game. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> you like- fight old- Modoc, Abomination, and Taskmaster. It's like, that's cool. They're all fun to fight, but it's like- um, that's it. <laughs> there's just like nothing. There's there's nothing else. Yeah, it sounds like Ultimate Alliance. I remember getting that for the PlayStation Two. I was so excited. It's like it's gonna be the whole Marvel universe. And it's like you can have four characters walk around and beat up people. So yeah, I made the Ultimate Alliance. Four, and then I right. Well, at least with Ultimate Alliance, I that's why I was looking forward to this game. I'm a huge fan of those games. I really like those two games, and they did two X Men ones for that series too. Because they had they had tons of playable characters that you unlocked, which this game doesn't have yet. And then you went everywhere in the Marvel universe, and you met everybody. You go to Atlantis, you go to the dark or the blue area of the moon, you go to the Xavier Mansion, you go to Stark Tower. It's like you go to Doctor Strange House, you go to the Netherworld. It's like you go to the Savage Land. You go everywhere. And in this game, in this new one, it's just like you just here's a city. Now you're in the jungle. Here's the desert. It's like, mm-hmm. can we go to like Wakanda? <laughs> you know, it's like, maybe that's coming, but it's like, there's a little bit more exciting locations. Just this like random New York city block, you know? Right. So this new, this new set of Marvel legends, they said, Oh, we're going to give you more video game characters, but really they're giving you uh, a repainted Captain America, a repainted Iron Man. And then a uh, Joe fix it, build a figure. Who's the Kingpin with Hulk head. And uh, I'm yeah, but then so there's six figures in the set. Then the other four go crazy. Yeah, crazy, awesome. Yeah. So I, this is what's ticking you over, isn't it? What's that? This is what's ticking you over because there's the Falcon we mentioned, Thunderstrike is in there, and then the two the two that you said were absolute buys, and you don't have many Marvel Legends, Kang. Yeah. And Yocasta, who's never been made. Yeah, I was surprised they made her. I made, I mean, I'm super glad she's great. Um, Kang, I've been looking forward to the most. I because uh, he's an awesome villain. You know, they just cast him in this movie, probably. So it's like in Ant Man Three, yeah. Timing. Yeah, but um, they both look great. It's like and the old one was good. The old one's really old, though. I'm yeah, like, he's I still really have old. the old one. Yeah, noticeably different than the rest of them this one's gonna look great this um, one looks really cool I, it looks like yeah. he's got a ball joint waist under his tunic yeah he's it's cool they handled the tunic well it looks like it has like the same kind of texture uh, that they gave like the dr doom cape the only thing with these is like i always get excited for the villains 
and then it's like he just comes with like a generic gun and a different set of hands it's like they didn't give this guy like any like cool space guns it's like he's got one thing there's no like effects it just seems like he could add a little bit more but um the old one the old one in the he originally came in the fantastic four classics line and the old one had this gigantic gun and i'm like that's the most ludicrous thing it's like like spider-man was still coming with big oversized accessories i was like this thing doesn't make any sense and then i read young adventures and jim chung drew that gun exactly right and see that's what i kind of like when it's like an exact gun from a panel it's like yeah uh there was a lot of cool stuff they had him do in avengers forever that kurt Busiek and carlos pacheco And Pacheco designed like crazy awesome weapons this guy was running around with. Um, but he, he, the figure looks awesome. You can't really complain about these things. They're so cool. Yeah, he does look great. And, and then the rest of the lines, they announced a lot of stuff, but it was, um, they didn't announce full waves. And they've been doing this a lot lately. They're like, uh, they're like hey, we're going to do another Spider-Man. We'll tell you what three of those figures are. And that's exactly what they did. But again, it went crazy. Uh, Spider-Man, they're doing into the Spider-Verse. So there's like Miles Morales with a hoodie and there's like an animated Spider-Gwen with, uh, that has the Gwen Stacy head with like the half-shaved head. One can assume there's a Peter B. Parker coming, but the Build-A-Figure is insane. This has been rumored for a long time, but the Build-A-Figure is Stilt-Man. Which is amazing. Yeah, and you can keep adding to his leg. This is something Minimates did like 10 years ago. Yeah, Heroclix did this too. Yeah, and uh, my friend uh, Robert Yee works for Diamond. And when it came out, he's like, look at this. You could just keep you could just keep getting stilts. You could just keep adding to them. Yeah. And Marvel Edge is doing this. And the genius thing about it, I'm like, well, it's a Build-A-Figure. You I love this. And first I was thinking, hey, what if you had on Pulse like $5 for extra leg pieces? And then you could buy as many as you want. They went one better. Yeah, they that is put better. A ninja in a set, and by the way, cheapest ninja they could possibly do because they literally repainted one of their GI Joe figures. Yeah, so they took like snakes, uh, shadow, like or no, like a ninja, or... like Storm Shadow. Yeah, they yeah, just took they just painted him red and said he's and, a hand ninja now. Yeah, but he comes with pieces of leg. So if yes. you want a troop build, like I said, I just bought three Hellfire. Uh, club guards i have uh three aim guys with you know beekeeper helmets yeah and i have like five hydras because you cut they, off because i cut off one lemon true crew pack <laughs> that's a, that was really good i give you yeah that. <laughs> well yeah early, thank you early in the the hasbro run they did the ones with the tunics so I got those and I kept them. And then later they did like just a superhero body in green with like weapons. And then right. I got those too. So I have like five or six. Yeah. When you're building an army, you know, you'll get rid of like the old Kang when you get the new Kang, it'll replace it. But it's like, there's no replacing old Hydra agents. You just keep them. Yeah. <laughs> you it's, know? Like, it's like, why would you ever get rid of them? It's like getting rid of old stormtrooper action figures. No one. Right, ever does. Yeah. Yeah, there was a whole, uh, we can talk about the Star Wars, there was a whole Star Wars thing, and they just kept showing trooper after trooper after trooper after trooper. I'm like, I- I'm not going to throw my stone troopers away because this one has double elbows. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Put him, in, put him in the back with his broke-ass single <laughs> elbows. Right. It's just like the guy's still, you know, it's like, he's still got to do his part, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I also, I also have a Modoc to go with the aim guys. I have Baron Von Strucker and Viper. I've been collecting this line for a very long time. Yeah, you got everybody. It's amazing. Oh, I, I, have, I have sold more than most people have had. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, thanks once again to my Kaplan, who's appeared on the show many times at Mr. Wayne's, because he buys a lot of them and then sells them to other people. Yeah, and he's going to be selling stuff to us soon. Oh, yeah, well, that Avengers set I'm going to ask him about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Gwen Stacy also comes with Spider-Ham, which is pretty awesome. They just did, uh, they did a comic book Spider-Ham in the Venom Wave, which was just like Spider-Ham and a huge chunk of Build-A-Figure. But this is the animated one that comes with, uh, with Gwen Stacy. Um, the Stiltman's outrageous, though. Still, I, I don't know if Stiltman is a figure and then just legs are coming with them. Or if the whole thing's a build a figure. Stiltman has a crazy costume without the stilts. Yeah, he's like in it like an like a big metal egg. <laughs> yeah, know? it's like, like armor. I don't know how to describe it. Because I think his arms extend too, because he's a real idiot, you know? Yeah, it was uh I think they added that in a later story, but yes, he did fight people in his arm extended. My favorite Stiltman moment. I was telling Ben about the ones that were coming out, and he's like, Stiltman? 
I'm like, yeah, he's real stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, what is he? He's like, why does he have stilts? I was like, so he, so he can rob a building on the 30th floor with his stilts. And he's like, and then what happens? And I'm like, usually Spider-Man comes along, calls him a jerk. Kicks him over. <laughs> over. Yeah, my favorite was there, there's an issue of Iron Man. And I thought it was a Spider-Man issue, but I looked it up. In fact, it's a Silver Centurion armor, which I have not found at a Walgreens yet. It's driving me crazy. Um, fine too. But like, he's walking down the street and he runs into Stiltman and Stiltman's like, I have new stilts. Look how tall I am. What are you going to do about it? And Iron Man kicks one leg out from under him and he falls down. Yeah. My desktop is a Michael Golden um, Marvel Universe. It's like this poster that's really cool. Like Nightcrawler's like teleporting out of one section, teleporting in the other section. Stiltman, Oh no, that's Machine Man. I take that back completely. I just saw two legs behind the zoom, mm. and I'm like, he drew Stilt Man. No, like, Machine no. Man does what Stilt Man does, but he's also a full robot person. Yes, <laughs> you know, it's like it's Stilt Man took like half of one guy's gimmick. You yeah. know, Stilt Man was a da- it wasn't even a Spider Man villain. He's a Daredevil villain. The da- da- Daredevil does not have great villains. No, he's got he's got three. <laughs> yeah, and one of them he stole from yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, seriously. Actually, I'll say it's like, uh, if you are into Daredevil, um, he's got a couple other like B-level guys that are cool. Like the Owl's cool, Gladiator's cool. Yeah, Execu- um, yeah. Executioner. Yeah. Um, but the, but, um, uh, Mr. Fear, Brubaker used Mr. Fear. He was an excellent villain in his run. It was like, uh, I couldn't, I've never heard of the guy before. And uh, he, he knocked it out of the park with that guy. I always meant to read the Brubaker run. It followed the Bendis run, and by the time I finished the Bendis run, I was tired. Yeah, and, and it's, it's – the Brubaker run's great because it's like Bendis leaves Daredevil in jail. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Brubaker like, starts like, There's it there, no yeah. way coming out of that. Right, that's where Brubaker picks it up, and you think there's no way he'd be able to pull it off. And it's, it's just as good as a run. It just doesn't get all the accolades because Bendis shook everything up. It was already shaken right. up by the time Brubaker got it. Yeah, um, but and yeah, Daredevil, his whole run is phenomenal. Daredevil's notorious for a guy that comes on and shakes things up and then leaves. It's yes. like Daredevil's not consistent. It's like, oh, here comes Frank Miller. This stuff is great. Oh, he's gone. Okay. Oh, here's Mazzucchelli. Okay, he's gone. Oh, here, Joe Casada's going to do some stuff. Oh, Kevin Smith is writing it, so it isn't good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, now Bendis. It's always like a guy that comes on. It's like, oh, yeah. this Daredevil run is going to be Mark Wade just did it with right. Andy. And, but it, it never lasts. It never turns into a book that sustains itself. Yeah, it's like Fantastic Four, I think. There's yeah. you know, some of these secondary Marvel books, they're, they're only good in bursts of goodness. You know? yeah. And it's like we're not – apparently Daredevil right now is supposed to be good, but the art's so inconsistent I can't get into it. Uh, and that's the trouble. They're, tr- they're trying to pump these comics out faster and faster and faster. You're never going to get a consistent art team on anything. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Well, speaking of, speaking of shitty bad guys, Marvel Legends also teased an all-villain wave. I love this, too. Which, yeah, which um, Arcade, who I already mentioned, is coming out in that. And when I, when I wrote out this list in the 90s of characters I wanted, the, f- the first two were the Owl and Arcade. Yeah, and that's incredible. And yeah, and in the '90s, I wanted them. And as I was saying, they were focused on what? like '90s guys. They weren't going to do the <laughs> owl awesome. or okay, right? Yeah, uh, and we may get the owl in this wave. I don't know, but arcade, arcade, arcade's a terrible villain. He's he's, he's terrible. A, he's a ripoff of Mysterio without the cool visual. He's yeah, just he's like, just like a little ginger nerd in a clown he's costume, British, right? Uh, yeah, I think he's based on Malcolm McDowell and Clockwork Orange. He kind of has that look. Yeah. He's actually a Marvel team-up villain, which is not a pedigree. That, no, it's not. <laughs> like, Chris name, Pine- name one more Marvel team-up villain, John. Uh, was the Killer Shrike? <laughs> Doubtful. The Basilisk? Yeah, maybe the Basilisk. <laughs> <laughs> the Iguana. The Iguana. Yeah, no, there you go. Got him. Yeah, uh, I was just picked up the latest uh, Masterworks of Marvel team up, which is like the 70s, like Bill Mantlo stories. And in the introduction, it's like, one of the things that's great about Marvel team up is they didn't borrow villains from other books, even though they borrowed the heroes. They made up their own villains. I'm like, they're all terrible. Yeah, they're they're, again, all, they're all yeah, terrible. Yeah, the living monolith shows up. Yeah. Chris, but Chris Claremont and John Byrne did a run in Arcade. 
shows up in that. And he's kind of a Spider-Man-y villain. But I guess Chris Claremont just liked him because he kept using him in X-Men. Like every yeah. year. Every year. And, and Arcade has no powers. He just no, owns, he owns a warehouse with death traps in it. Yeah. He's so he like a theme park per character. That's yes, his shtick. That's why he's the arcade. Because he's he, like, he's not quite the Joker. You know? yep, he's, he's not quite Mysterio. Right? He's half of each of them. Yes, and he's not quite good. But once a year, the X-Men would be lured into some warehouse. Right, and I didn't understand the fascination with, with the X-Men. It's like, why wasn't he an Avengers villain or Spider-Man because villain? Because I think it's because you know? Chris Claremont was writing the X-Men. And I think Chris Claremont created like him. And- nerd. Yeah, when you, when you go back and reread those, and I know you've said in this show that you haven't watched them all, but I, there was a run. I'm like, why why is Misty Knight and Colleen Wing in every issue? And it's like, yeah. oh, because you were writing Iron Fist. Yep, you were supposed to be reading it at the same time, and they were, you know, this was yep. his little crossover. Yeah. Uh, the crazy thing about Arcade is like he's he's such a D-list villain. You know what I mean? It's like he's so low on the list. So he wasn't used in the animated series. No, not original at all. X-Men, yeah. but no, in, fact, was, Mojo, in fact, Mojo took his place because the... He's, right, he's not, Mojo he, was yeah, he's doing not, reality TV. With except Mojo Jeff was Jackson. doing it on another planet. That could have been your arcade. Right. Because it but was all about television. They made an entire video game. It was a Spider-Man and the X-Men video game, and Arcade was the bad guy in the video game. It's like, how on earth did this guy make it into a video game? Is like right. beyond me. And this figure looks like there's a lot of new tooling. I mean, he's wearing the suit body, but he's got yeah. platform shoes. He's got a switchable head from like 70s hair to like crazy long hair. Like a mullet. Yeah, it's not even a mullet. It's like in his eyes. Like, like he's been trapped in that warehouse too long. Uh, but in that wave, they also, they have a classic Thanos, which I think you said you're going to buy. Yeah, we're thinking about it. I'm it's like, how do you get a bunch of classic Avengers villains, have Captain not, Marvel, yeah. and not have Thanos? Well, I have that Marvel Select. Very frustrating. I have the Marvel Select Thanos, which is still pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I have the and modern Thanos from Infinity. So I don't, I, I don't know. Honestly, if you catch me at the right paycheck, <laughs> I'll probably get that. And I think he's going to be in the bigger box, like War Machine or Venom. or. Uh, yeah, he's going to be bulky. going to be like 30 bucks. But then they're also doing Dormammu, and I was like, you already did Dormammu as a Build-A-Figure when the Doctor Strange movie came out. And then they showed him, I'm like, that's a Ditko Dormammu. Yeah, they're doing they, classic Dormammu. They got the like the, they got the flame head inside the flame just right. Yeah, it looks neat. It looks cool. And then we don't know who the rest of that is, but I'm like, maybe it's the owl. Maybe there's a, a new build of Modoc. We haven't had a Modoc in a really, really long time. Yeah. Yeah, because we don't know who the build of figures in that line are. No, or even if there is one, like if they come on retro cards. Yeah. We are I looked getting- up the cover for the Bring on the bad guys because that's the name of the yes. line they're calling it. And I have that trade paperback. It's from the seventies. Yeah, it's a great trade. Arcade and Dormammu are on the cover, as is Doctor Doom, who they've already made. Green Goblin, who they've already made. Uh, Red Skulls on there, so like a classic Red Skulls possibility. Abominations yeah. on the cover. We so just like got a. We just got a couple of abominations. As yeah, as so maybe it'll so. be. I mean, maybe it'll just be you know somebody completely not on the cover. I'd be like a nice and, Ultron would be cool. Yeah, Green Goblin's on there, and we just got him. Yeah, or Count Nefaria. That guy is great. Count Nefaria was just in Amazing Spider-Man. He uh, part of the Sins Past story. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, when was the last time I saw Count Nefaria? Ben just used him in like New Avengers very uh, briefly. Honestly, in the toy toy biz did Dracula, and I was I. If they still had that mold, I'd be like, just put a new head on Dracula. Right. It's another guy in a cape and a suit. Well, I want him in his like Superman suit when he stole the powers of Whirlwind, Living Laser, and uh, Power Man. I don't want that. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That was John Byrne. That's I don't. A great Avengers story. Uh, is that what, like I get him confused with Graviton? Is that what? Is that what is he had like a yellow and white? He has suit? like a yellow and red cape. Oh yeah, and isn't and like the cape like, to the black... side. Yeah, he's an asshole like that because he's like All a right. king. You know what I mean? He's like yeah, it's top. like a, he. You know what? He looks like a male Power Girl. Yes. Yeah, he has the same cape as Power Girl, but no boob window, and he's wearing pants. If he had a boob window, I don't think it would make much of a difference. No, probably not. Um, but speaking of retro cards, we've been getting retro cards every year. We uh, there's a Doctor Doom coming, which uh, they had already announced, but they're. They're doing Gambit again, and they fixed his hair. And I was like, ah, shit, am I going to buy him because they fixed his yeah, hair? Yeah, you are. 
And then they're re-releasing Rogue, who I don't need, but she goes a for like a lot of people do. Yeah, she goes for like one hundred and twenty dollars because she was like the first Jim Lee. But this one's the animated series, so she's got even bigger hair. Yeah, it's that's crazy. It's great, and the thing I love about it is that she comes with um, gloved hands. You could switch out for a flesh hand so she could touch people and steal their powers. But then her other hand is holding the glove, and I'm like, yeah, uh, she used to do it all the time in the cartoon. So this is the kind of like attention to detail. Yeah. Like, extra stuff because it's like they basically the figures are little statues now at this point they're so possible good well that's the thing is like you could change the poses but there's enough options with this these all these like bs accessories where it's like you know you get a lot more mileage out of them than you did with like these like retro figures that you know we had when we were kids that didn't move you know their arms moved up and down you know right um well that's a great segue by the way uh those two x-men are target exclusives which if I'm in a Target and find them, I'll get them. But I am, I am having panic attacks about finding Storm and Thunderbird. Yeah, I don't know. Target how exclusive. Find them. I don't know. Well, they sold out on the Target website in like three seconds because scalpers got them all. So I'm hoping that Target's like, hey, this sells really well. Double the order. And then they're stuck with them all at Christmas. Yeah, it'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah I, don't, I do not enjoy exclusives. But speaking of figures that only move like – uh, arms and legs they're doing a whole line of those yes they are um three and three quarter retro figures have been big for a while funko was doing them super seven is doing them there's a ton of licenses out there and he was re-releasing all like the superpowers figures and i think they re-released them like the regular size and then they were re-releasing like jumbo size well they were doing they giant were, ones yeah yeah and they, they were enormous they did a couple of secret wars too yeah so they, but these weird. are like these are three and three quarter. They move head, shoulders, and hips. And this was uh, Jesse Falcon uh, was really big into this. He said on the panel, he's been trying to get this done for two years. And he's like so excited that they're out. And he put the Kenner name back on them. Kenner never, yeah, cool. Kenner never put out Marvel figures, but since Hasbro owns Kenner, he's like, just, just put Kenner on there. He, he, so they, they look. Nostalgia. We're riding a massive wave of, of like nostalgia. You know, it's great. All, we're always riding a massive wave of nostalgia. When I was a kid in the seventies, they wouldn't shut up about the fifties. They made a TV show about it. They called it happy days. It ran for <laughs> 17 years. We're all, there's always nostalgia. Yeah. But, uh, now it's our nostalgia. Yeah. Now it's your nostalgia. It's been mine for, a yeah. while, for a while. Um, I think these look really, really cool. I don't think I'll get them cause I don't yeah, need them, but I, I they're, exactly. they look really fun. They're cool. It's like um, the whole point of the figures, like when I was a kid, that was just like the big thing were action figures. So, I mean, that's like we were raised with these things, but I got out of them when you get out of action figures, you know, when, you know. I don't know what that's like. Well, but the girls, but the thing that kept me out of them is like they, they always sucked. They, they were trash. Yeah. They, yeah. they were just like garbage figures. And then they started making them looking incredible. And you get into them and now – you know you're in this mess but it's like the that these retro figures normally it's like this kind of stuff i'd be like ah this is so dumb but then they i saw the picture i'm like ah they look kind of neat though i like i like I that's, no reason to get them i never would but no they're, they're i neat. that spider-man electro is really tempting that's the kind of thing like if it's at mr wayne's i might just be like all right i'll take it home they're it's just so cool cute. because it's cool to see more obscure characters in a retro action figure style guys you never thought they would make like black panthers in the series when i was when i was 12 reading x-men i remember thinking wouldn't it be amazing if there were action figures and i had this picture in my head of a cyclops action figure and they made that exact action figure i'm like i'm like that that's what was in my head yeah the Uh, inception view yeah, and by the way, at the, at the age I discovered girls, I was also in an all-boy high school next door to a mall that had a KB in it. So good yeah, luck with right. good yeah, luck with them toys. Yeah, yeah, they these look really fun. I think these are ab- obviously replacing the four-inch line that kept kind of chugging it was, along. It was chugging along for a few years. It was like half dead for a long time. The last thing I saw from it was two years ago. They did a Sinister Six set. Um, and there were a couple of new characters in that set. Um, and it just ended up on Amazon. So I think, I think that's clearly abandoned. And they're, now it's like, let's do them all cutesy. And honestly, I think if they stick to A-list, 
that's the kind of thing you can just stick in Barnes and Noble. I'm a little surprised they're twenty dollars two packs and not just ten dollars singles. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, we'll see how they do. I mean, we're both into Marvel Legends and we're both like, eh, we're not going to get it. <laughs> you know, it's like, so right, maybe so, a lot of people will think it's cool and pass on it, you know? Yeah, but you know what? There, this is um, the retro three and three quarter line. I mean, it's like Funko Pop or Urban Vinyl. There, it's a different audience. There is an audience for this. It's like when Deformed Figures got big in uh, the aughts, all of a sudden Hasbro had Mighty Mugs and everything was Mighty Mugs. And then that kind of transitioned into Funko Pops. Right. So I think, uh, I don't think it'll run a long time, but one of the things I thought of, I'm like, I could give this to my seven year old and he could put it in the bathtub. Right. Yeah. It's and, like, they're good, cheap figures and it's like, they're, yeah. they're going to be durable. And you know what? That's becoming more of an issue because, uh, this will be a, a major transition. We could talk about it, but we've been watching a lot of Muppets and yesterday was Jim Henson's birthday. And so I took out all the Palisade Muppets that I bought in like 2002, 2003. And they're, you know, gorgeous. They look like, they look like fabric. They look like, yeah. they look like somebody, they look like they sculpted a puppet, not just made the character. And he broke four of them yesterday. Yeah. And aren't those things like crazy expensive now? They're crazy expensive. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're like, but Palisades, it's like McFarlane. They're like beautifully detailed and they break easy. So, um, Diamond is bringing back their Muppet line, which didn't last. They brought it out when ABC had their show, and, and then it lasted. But now that Muppets Now is on Disney+, Plus, they're re-releasing all of it. So for San Diego, they did the Electric Mayhem. And uh, yesterday, I went to bed, a big bad toy store and just bought the Electric Mayhem. <laughs> I, yeah. was like, I was like, you can put this animal in the bathtub. Stay away from my palisades. Right. Fozzie's <laughs> arm. Like- Fozzie Bear's <laughs> arm mysteriously fell off yesterday. And uh, the cheapest he is on eBay is 50 bucks. I'm like, for, oh my fo- God. for a Fozzie Bear? Yeah. So these Marvel Waka Retros. Waka. <laughs> <laughs> it's great because it's like you're buying toys to give to your kid to stop him from playing with your toys. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it's great. It's two sales in one. <laughs> uh, so the... The rest of this, there's going to be like a dark silver surfer Walgreens. And I was like, finally, I can skip a Walgreens exclusive. Yeah. Um, they've been like hammering me the last few years with X-Men and Fantastic Four and Iron Man armors. And they're hard to find. And we uh, was having this discussion with Mr. Waynes, and I may have said this on the show. The big problem with the Walgreens exclusives is Walgreens doesn't give a shit if they have old Marvel Legends on the shelf or new ones. Like yeah. in their order, they go, we have three Marvel legends. And it's like, you have, you have a, you have a black Panther from four years ago. You have right. a name, you have a name or in a vest. And like, I I'm here for the new exclusive. And they were just like, no, we have three Marvel legends on the shelf. Cause they, cause they do that with shampoo. If they change the label on shampoo, they don't pull all the shampoo off the shelf. Right. They're not paying that close attention to what shampoo is doing. You know? Right. And apparently Mike was telling me a lot of Walgreens don't even order it. Like it comes up and they're, I, like, yeah. they're like, hey, we got the Silver Centurion Iron Man. And a Walgreens manager is like, I got six Marvel Legends. Don't order those. Right. And so there's, there's ones that never even come out. So uh, yeah, give me a dark Silver Surfer that I won't buy. Good. It's the same sculpt as the Silver Surfer you had. It is an exclusive two years ago right that's what's crazy is like it's wild that they it took them this long to make it and it's weird that they didn't just shunt this into like some other set because it's it's literally just a repaint that's it yeah yeah it's and they didn't put out the regular silver surfer when they just did a fantastic four line um i it it's weird i don't know why they make the decisions they made i just got nimrod and he's gorgeous he's huge he was the modern nimrod right from house of x Yes and no, he comes with a switchable head to make him a John Romita Jr. Nimrod. Yeah, that's great. And so it's like all pink and he like and he's made of like pearlescent white plastic. He looks like an iMac from 2002. That's great. Which is great because he was created in like 85. And like uh, and they, John Romita Jr. was like, this is what future robots will look like. And I'm like, yeah, that is what they would look like 20 years from now. Yeah. Another 20 years? No. He's a smart guy. Like it looks like Eva in Up. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and it's a beautiful figure, and he's huge, and clearly he was made to be a builder figure. But he came with, like, a, a Phantom X and Psylocke, and it cost $70. And I'm like, I don't want Phantom X and Psylocke, but I want a Nimrod. So yeah. I don't know how they make the decisions of this is going to be an exclusive, this is going to be a builder figure, this is going to be a deluxe figure. Um, the thing is just everything coming out is great. So 
Sometimes I'm going to have to suffer to find it. Texting some buddies who are into this too, that are getting all these figures. And they were like, Oh my God, did you like, that's how I found out all this was going on. I had no idea this convention was happening. Oh, I thought I told you and you texted me. Uh, yeah, no, somebody texted me and they're like, look at this. They're doing, uh, I can't remember who they mentioned they were doing. Uh, maybe it was like Thunderstrike. They're, you're gonna make Thunderstrike. And it's like, fuck Thunderstrike. <laughs> you know? But, um, yeah, it's wild that it's every figure in this set looks great. You know, yeah. even guys you wouldn't care about, they just look awesome. Like Thunderstrike. Like Thunderstrike. Even I'm just kind of like, uh, yeah, Thunderstrike is the Black worst. Widow's got a coat kind of like that. That looks kind of like, you know, so he's kind of the same similar era. Yeah. Thunderstrike is like the worst war machine. Yeah. Like, I, like there I was a period more. There was a period in the late eighties, early nineties. I don't know why, but they, they took the big three of the Avengers and rebooted all of them. Like in different, in different times. Like first they did it with Rhodey in the early eighties. Like Rhodey was Iron Man, but he looked like Iron Man. But then in the nineties, Tony started wearing the war machine armor and they were like, Oh, people like that armor. Just put it on Rhodey. And then the late eighties, there was a story where Steve Rogers quit. And this, uh, this jerk, what's his name? John, yeah. uh, John Walker. Ah, fuck him. Yeah. He's you know the what? Republican Captain America. You know what? Walker is my family name. And I didn't fucking remember that. Yeah. My, my well, maternal, he's a dope, you know. My maternal grandmother is a Walker. My cousin's name is Walker. He's been on the show. I can't remember USA's name is John Walker. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he was like the badass Captain America. And then yeah. they were like, well, I guess we have to do with Thor. So give him a ponytail and a vest. And make well, him do you think they did Thor's earlier? Bill is really the replacement Thor because that comes earlier. Yeah, Beta Ray Bill is awesome, but this one is the 90s. Yeah, this is, Eric this Masterson. After they replace Thor with Beta Ray Bill, they bring Thor back after Walt Simonson leaves. Then they can't figure out what to do with Thor. So then they'd be like, he's this other guy now, this guy with a ponytail. And he's an EMT instead of a doctor because EMTs are cooler. You yeah, because they have ambulances. And right. Then, and then he's another guy. And with all three of them, they did the story where the original one comes back and they're like, ah, you can hang around. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what they're doing with Miles Morales now. Right. Everyone has like a family of uh, like ripoff characters. The newest issue is Superman. It's like Lois Lane on the cover and she says something like my super family. And it's like, it's Superman. It's like clone Connor Kent, Superboy from like death of Superman, Superboy. And then it's like his son, Superboy, who's like a teenager now. And then it's Supergirl. And then Brainiac 5 from the Legion was there. It was like he had all these characters around Superman. It was like ridiculous. We're back and to it's the, like, we're it's back every to the characters 50s. like that. It's the 50s again at DC. Yes, it it's is. It's all alternate realities. It's multiverses. It's- yeah, because I think Detective Comics, that anniversary issue had a story. It was the same idea. It's like all the Gotham crime fighters show up at the same crime scene. So it's like, it's uh, all three Robins, it's yeah. Batgirl, it's uh, uh, um, Damien's there, so it's four Robins actually, spoilers right, there, Batman's there. It's like, what What the hell is going on? Yeah, Batwing. Batwing, yeah, it's like so many rip-off, knock-off characters. Yeah, but we're getting them all as figures. They sure are. And then also, the, la- the Yeah, the last is this. The last um, is, is House of M. As I yes. said, we're getting Gambit and Rogue from the 90s. But now that Jonathan Hickman's rebooted the X-Men universe, we're getting them. And honestly, it was the two I expected and one major curveball that I really liked. We're getting Professor X with the big globe head, the Cerebro on his head all the time. And I was like, that's that's a no-brainer. You just take anyone's body. And of course, people online were complaining, that's the wrong body. I'm like, I know a, it's just like Jesus, a body. Relax, guys. It's just the person's body. Yeah, and he's, he's wearing in a black suit. He's wearing the cerebro all the time. It doesn't look removable, but we'll see. Then we're getting the white magneto, which Mezco's already done. Um, and I'm, it worries me a little bit because I wasn't going to buy the Age of Apocalypse, and then I was at I, get, I was at Miss Twain's. <laughs> yeah, the whole set, and I was like, I don't want to buy Age of Apocalypse because I don't want to buy every character twice. And now here's House of X. It's like. It's every character three times. Yeah. But well, the, that's the thing is like, because you already have every character three times. How many Spider-Mans are in your drawer? You know what I mean? Yeah. But the, the third character is uh, Maura McTaggart. Yeah. Which I'm like, I, I am a, I'm weak need for civilian characters. I mean, in the last, last year or two, we got Gwen Stacy. We got Mary Jane. 
there's a lot of rumors that we're going to get J. Jonah Jameson because everybody is making the custom that I'm making. Yeah. The Hasbro's like, why don't we make that custom, which is just a J. Jonah Jameson head that came with Chameleon and the USC claw body because he's got a vest and rolled up sleeves. Right. It's a no brainer. Yeah. So um, there's rumors that we might get another retro wave with that. Um, I, I want a Rick Jones. I want an Aunt May. Yeah. They got to make Aunt May. Yeah. Uh, like Ditko Aunt May, though, with the, you know, with the crazy like a, ponytail like, and, like, the mummy face. She's a mummy, yeah. She looks like Boris Karloff. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she was always right about to die, because... That's right. Because she would, Stan Lee would write, my heart, and Steve Ditko would draw her like she was already dead. <laughs> no, It's like, I just read the Ditko omnibus for Spider-Man, and it's like, yeah. she looks like a corpse every time he draws her. <laughs> That's a fun omnibus. Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, it's it's rough to get through. It's Silver Age Marvel, early Silver Age Marvel, so it's going to be tricky, but it's it's fun. Yeah, they're all the stories are one offs. Once you get to Ramita, it really starts to glide. But yeah. those are those are pretty those are pretty fun. I just got an original Amazing Spider-Man thirty because I brought all the Amazing Spider-Mans to my house to sell them, and then I was like, I like these. I need more. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I did just sell my Silver Age Batman's. So we're slowly... Yeah, you're weaning off there. Slowly weaning off the teat. Um, oh, and but, then they announced the last one is Firestar. Are you going to get Firestar? Oh, I'm definitely going to get Firestar. Yeah, I you was, gotta. I'm hoping she's in that Spider-Man set with Stiltman, because then that gives me an extra reason to get Firestar. Right. Um, she looks great. And I'm, I'm very much... I grew up, I was like uh, nine, when Spider-Man and his amazing friends would come on. And that was my... Uh, introduction to the modern Marvel universe because I didn't realize this till I was an adult and they have both series on Disney plus, but there was a Spider-Man show that was daily. And I don't know if they didn't show it in New York. I didn't find it, but that was straight up Spider-Man. The same company, Marvel productions did Spider-Man is amazing friends. And it was uh, all the same Ramita designs, but Spider-Man would be Spider-Man fighting his villains. And then uh, Spider-Man is amazing. Friends was Marvel team up. Yeah. It's because every month the same two people he's teaming up with, though. Yeah, but then every episode would be like Captain America's in this one, the X Men are in this one, right. Iron Man's in this one, and and they'd all, be like, "We're fighting Magneto," you know? They yeah. fought like everybody. Yeah, so I've always wanted a Firestar, um, and then I know once they brought her into Marvel Universe, she became she was a New Warriors, and then she became more of an Avengers character. Um, because she's an Avengers character, are you tempted? I am tempted. I, uh, I think I'd hold out only because um, I, I do think of Firestar as an Avenger, uh, the, the best run on Avengers, Kurt Busiek and George Perez. It's like they made them Avengers. They were in the whole run, basically. Right, um, justice. Yeah, and it's like I'd hold out for like a modern Firestar with a Justice, but um, yeah, I, I, I could do without it. I wouldn't kill me if I didn't get a Firestar. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that costume. And, and honestly, I get that, but honestly – it's like when Hickman put uh, Cannonball and Sunspot in the in uh, the Avengers. Uh, yeah. During his run, I'm like, yeah, they don't belong here. They're new mutants. <laughs> yeah. See, I see. I don't think they belong there. I agree with you on that. It's like I don't mind at this point. You have to kind of accept everyone's going to be an Avenger at some point. It's just like there's very few people I'll accept as Avengers. Like uh, right up until it's like. Um, I think like Jeff Johns might be the last one. And then it's like Bendis comes in and just adds like Luke Cage and Spider-Woman and all these yeah. 70s characters that he loved. And I'm like, nah. These well, guys. that the Spidey that comes in the retro wave is an amazing figure. And you and I had an argument about it because I was like, you got to get this figure. And you're like, no, I only get Avengers. I'm like, he is an Avenger. Yeah, I, I don't think of them that way. It's like it, even the explanation for him not being an Avenger when they tried made sense is that it's like, there's too much going on with all the Avengers running out for Spider-Sense. It's like, it makes sense. Spider-Man shouldn't be working with like a group of characters. It's like, he should be in a fight alone against every, anything he can reach. He can punch. My, my favorite was um, in the eighties, Roger Stern put Spider-Man in two issues. Yes. Was, they were the only issues of Avengers I bought at the time. And at the time I didn't know that Roger Stern had just left the best run of amazing Spider-Man ever. Uh, and I, he may have been writing at that point because Spider-Man's in a red and blue costume. He's not in the black costume yet, but um, they go to the vault and they fight all these, you know, jerk villains like blackout yeah. and whiplash and electro. And then at the end they're like, yeah, okay. You can be an Avenger. 
just take off your mask and we'll give you an ID. And he's like, and he just leaves. Oh, no, they take him to space. They do a whole story. He's on the team. He joins them. Uh, this might come later because that's, that's is, the vault you're talking about. Yeah, this is later. With the, in, the, in the 80s, Spider-Man did it because he found out they all got paid. No, this is this happens in the nineties then. Okay, then this is a separate story. This is separate. So it's right around the same time though, because it's in an epic collection. So I think he might have joined provisionally. Yeah. And they're like, all right, we've got to go fight like Nebula and space. And it's one of those things where like they fade in and out of existence and all this like crazy cosmic shit was happening. And Spider-Man's just like, I can't do space every week. <laughs> and he's basically like, I just need to stay in New York. And I yes. think that's true. He shouldn't be running around in space. It doesn't make right. sense. Well, it's like Batman in DC. The, the reason he meets everybody is because he's popular, not because it makes sense for the character. Right. You know, but now, Batman really shouldn't leave Gotham City, but it's like, I'm glad he's on the Justice League. But now uh, getting both 90s X-Men and modern X-Men, are the House of X figures calling you? Oh, no. Heavens no. Uh, <laughs> the, the only thing that would, uh, that's going to expand me from like Bronze Age uh, Avengers is like Silver Centurion, Iron Man, which I'm hunting for, and like uh, Black Knight in a leather jacket. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, so 90s Avengers. So that, well, but that'll open the floodgates. because well, that's, be why, like, you're, that's why you're thinking about Thunderstrike. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I got, um, I got War Machine for Mr. Wayne's. And, oh, I'm thinking about War he, Machine too. He's really, really great. Yeah. Like, we'll I, I literally had... Um, uh, I have one shelf in my living room that's just random figures. And it's like, oh, here's this Hellboy from Thousand Toys. That's beautiful. Here's the Mezco Space Ghost. Here's like a spawn. Um, and War Machine was up there for like two weeks with no Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's that good. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, this is like they take a guy like War Machine and they give him all these like mad accessories. The sculpting looks crazy. He's got the switchable heads. It's like... Um, they do a really nice job on those deluxe figures. I mean, that's why I bought that Black Widow they did because it's just a, yeah. <laughs> she has a jetpack. She's got all these gauntlet yeah. accessories. It's it's crazy. And they're starting to do that for Star Wars, but nothing they showed from Star Wars got me excited. It was a lot of re-releases. It's like here's Boba Fett from Return of the Jedi in different colors, and and we're gonna get do the War Machine thing. Thing he's got the grappling hook coming out. He's got the flamethrower coming out. And I'm like, I got a Boba Fett. I'm good. And it's like right. here's Endor Luke. And it's like, it's Return of the Jedi Luke with a poncho. I'm like, yeah, I don't need him. They're doing Jar Jar. <laughs> wow. It's like, no, we're doing Ewoks. I'm like, nope, nothing. Uh, they announced the new HasLab. I think because the Sentinel did so well, they immediately did um, Star Wars. And they're doing uh, the Mandalorian ship. Oh, wow. In really? Three three, yeah, it's in three, three-quarter scale. Oh, okay. I was like six inch, six inch scale. That thing would be enormous. No, I know. Well, that's the thing. They're they're selling it for 300, 300 bucks, like the other ones. But it's like it looks like it's the size of the big Millennium Falcon. But I'm like, I'm like, dude, you could have shrunk that way down and sold it for eighty bucks at Target. Yeah. Like all you need is him in the cockpit and then like a little cargo area. But they made it to scale. Like when you go in the right. cargo area, there's the bathroom and the weapons locker and the ladder and the That's carbon crazy. freeze chamber. And um, there's all removable parts for when the Jawas pick it apart. Oh, wow. The cockpit yeah, has- That is really cool. The cockpit has three seats. It comes with a new Mandalorian figure, but then it's got the two seats empty, just like when the baby was in there or when like Bill Burr was in there. Which I don't think I'm ever gonna mentally accept. Bill Burr and Star Wars. Bill Burr and Star Wars. It's awesome because he doesn't give a shit about Star Wars. No, he <laughs> really does, and he didn't give a shit while he was there. No, I think he did it just to make nerds mad. Yeah, and I think that's great. He's like, yeah, I'm in Star Wars. Uh, yeah, but it looks gorgeous. I mean, if there was, if it was, it, it's still too expensive. It was, if it was six inch scale for that. Price, I probably wouldn't get it because I'd have nowhere to put it. Yeah, where would the thing go? Now, it's like, that's like Hot Toys category. For you to own this thing, it has to be your favorite thing in the world. Yeah. I don't know where I'm putting the Sentinel, but I ordered one. Because Yeah, well, it's at least the Sentinel is like, it's a vertical thing you could stand up in the corner. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's like this a character. Gonna a ship. It's going to have wings. You it know does, what I mean? yeah. You didn't have room for the bat plane. <laughs> you know, it's like, this right. thing's going to be four, as big, if not bigger than that. Yeah, so if, uh, if you want it, God bless you. It's up on HasLab now, and I think yeah. it's doing pretty well. 
But uh, yeah, nothing else from Star Wars was that exciting. Uh, and that's because nothing else from Star Wars has been that exciting. <laughs> you know, it's the like, Mandalorian. Just the Mandalorian. That's why it's the only thing they're making. And you still can't find those figures. Like I can't. I haven't found. Uh, I haven't found Cara Dune yet. Although uh, she's become an anti-masker, so I don't think I like her anymore. Who? The girl who played Cara Dune. You know, the the bodybuilder who's in Deadpool one. Who's oh, in the Mandalorian? The yeah, she's been tweeting yeah. like op- She's been tweeting open open stores yeah. up again and she'll have a job i'm sick soon. of masks and i'm like yeah. um shut up lady yeah <laughs> i don't think i'm yeah i don't think i'm buying Karen. your figure <laughs> well yeah so so you've got two guaranteed sales is what you're saying yeah two possibly three it's like uh i um if this stuff's coming out in november it'll depend it's like if mike's able to get all this stuff um at mr wayne he will then, he will yeah, that's what i'm saying it's like yeah. so it's it's um yeah jacosta i'll probably end up getting thanos and um what's his name uh jacosta uh, that one and kang. um kang kang's yeah. my number one that's that's where it's at yeah yeah um I'm, I'm down for a lot of these but i'm i'm always relieved when i can skip something and there's a few things are you skipping thunderstrike no, because I think I want that Joe Fixit Builder figure. It's from the video game, and people are complaining he's not gray because he's still kind of green. But um, they haven't done a Joe Fixit in a long, long time, and I'm like, uh, I I like most of that set. So, eh, all right, I'll get the Builder figure. Yeah, um, Spider Man, I'm always all in. They have yet to disappoint me. They showed four of the figures, maybe five, and I want them all. Um, and then. Uh, I don't know who I want to know who's in the rest of that bad guy wave. I want to know because I, I, yeah, I love bad guys. I love them. Yeah, and, I, I am curious to see who they'll do. It's I'm glad that it's like the guys they are making. They're oh, they're obscure. I, I'm yeah. even fine. Like okay, they made Dormammu. They're making him again. It's like yeah, but they're making classics, and I think they're kind of leaning into this classic idea. I you think know, they when they showed pretty much everyone's in their classic costumes except for Falcon and Silver Surfer. And I so. think this was always the plan, but it, it lines up nicely in the fact that we don't have any Marvel movies coming. Is like right. is they're just doubling down on comics because they're just like, well, we don't have anything new to talk about. What can we do that's old? And they're finding really cool old stuff. And it's possible, like. Like I said, you know, uh, Jesse mentioned that he was he wanted stuff for two years and that he was trying to get the Hellfire Club done in 2005. We have to imagine there's a huge whiteboard in a conference room. Right. And, and they're assigning and saying, okay, we'll make this one, we'll make this one. Um, toys take a long, long time to do, but it is possible this will continue into the future. They were showing stuff that's not coming out for another nine months that when the pandemic hit, they were like, all right, all of these slots that were movie figures are cleared up. Who do you want? Yeah, want, maybe that's what it was. They kind of moved up. And they're like, I want arcade. You know? Put arcade. Maybe they bumped arcade seven times. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so it'll yeah, be interesting. Crazy. Um, the topic I was going to mention, I think is my greatest thing in the world. As I said, yesterday, um, as we're recording this, yesterday would have been Jim Henson's 84th birthday. Uh, I, I think I just want to mention that the Muppets have been the only thing getting me through this month. This month has been particularly uh, stressful and difficult. And, na- and we're into the sixth month of the pandemic. So I think it's getting yeah. that way for everybody. It is. When, um, when 9-11 happened, not to, not to pull that card out, but on September 10th, 2001, we got the best of the Muppet Show DVDs on Time Life. And that was the only thing that got us through that week. When we couldn't watch the news anymore, we just watched old Muppet shows. Yeah. So I've been doing that. And as I said, I pulled out the old Palisades figures. Uh, and um, Defunct TV is on YouTube. Uh, this came out a couple of years ago, but I just found it. They have a three-hour documentary about Jim Henson that's broken up into like five different chapters. And I've read Jim Henson's autobiography. I've been into Jim Henson as long as my life has been happening. Um, you know, I was one of the, the first generation of Sesame Street. I learned things I did not know. And I kind of looked at it in a new way. So wow, that's great. I'm, I'm recommending that. That and uh, uh, I'm down for all the Diamond Muppet figures again. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, ha- I, I got Fozzie and Scooter when they were first released and they didn't break. 
So well, yeah. it's nice that it's just like the Muppets is this like reliable, wholesome content. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like uh, the world's on fire, so it's kind of nice to have that, you know. And there's a weird thing I just realized that I'm like, oh, when are the Muppets going to come back? When are they going to do something with the Muppets? And then I realized in the last year we've had everything Muppets. It's just that they've been really small. Like we got six episodes of Muppets now. We got five short episodes of Fraggle Rock on Apple. And oh, we, wow. got, we got a whole season of The Dark Crystal on Netflix. Yeah, and aren't and, they bringing Dark Crystal back? No, Netflix announced they canceled it. Oh, wow. They announced it and then they canceled it. <laughs> they did one season. They announced there's no season two. Oh, I thought I saw an advertisement or something that they were going to do another season. No, I think there are a lot of articles about people upset that they're not going to do another season. But honestly, uh, we talked about it when it aired. I liked it, but uh, sometimes you don't need more. Like, let it be a miniseries. Yeah, I don't think they have to do everything to death. It's just like not everything needs another series. It's like you can you can't just tell twelve an episode thing and be done, you know? Yeah. So Stephen, what do you got this week? Uh this week I just cracked open the it's it's more wholesome content. It's the Conan the Barbarian omnibus, the Roy <laughs> Thomas and John B. Shema. This is volume two. Conan is so, constantly slashing people. I know. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, it's great. I, I understand there's probably a lot of like problems with Conan in terms of like violence and machoism and like misogyny, uh, misogyny and all this kind of stuff. But it's like this artwork's awesome. And it's like I just want to turn my brain off and read Barbarians fighting giant monsters. <laughs> is, know, it all, is it all Bashem or is there Barry Windsor Smith in there? Uh, this one actually, so this one is the majority is John Bishema, but like there's some Neil Adams inking John Bishema mm. in here. Um, there's, there's some cool stuff. And then it goes to Gil Kane is on it for a while. Ah. So, um, you know, it's Roy Thomas. So it's like the writing's mm. interesting, but it's worthy. You know, it's like yeah. somebody's trying to do their best Stanley. <laughs> yeah, he's very um, Bronze Age. I always say Roy Thomas is the world's first fanfic writer. He is. Yeah. Um, God love him, you know. Yeah. But um, so the stories are still good because they're all adapted from the original Robert E. Howard stuff, or for the most part they are. But um, it's like, this is the kind of stuff I can't get enough of. And this is like peak... Uh, uh, Bishema, you know what I mean? It doesn't really get better than this. Yeah. Well, if you want to tell us uh, what's peak for you right now, in my <laughs> whether it's stress from being in the pandemic <laughs> or the thing you're most into, there's ways to get in touch with us. I am not in my book on Twitter and Instagram. That is the official Caffeinated Comics social networking feed. Um, you can also follow our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Caffeinated Comics. Uh, I posted a lot of this, but I, um, as I said, the video is taken down, but a lot of sites are posting screen grabs and Hasbro sent out press shots. So you can find those there on the page right now. And Stephen, how do you follow the show? You can find the show all over the place. We're on yeah. Spotify. We are on Stitcher. We are on iTunes and we are on Amazon Music. Yeah, we're on everything. We're and, everywhere. And where are you? I'm uh, on Earth and you can also find me on Instagram at the Brave Butter Pecan. <laughs>